Hello everyone and welcome to the PlayStation Access podcast. Off the back of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League releasing this week, we've decided to take a look at our favourite anti-heroes in games. Prepare for Rosie's new JRPG roundup, plenty of Lord of the Rings chat and Rob's violent tricks in The Last of Us Part 2. Enjoy! Hello everybody, welcome to the PlayStation Access Podcast, the official podcast of PlayStation UK, where this week we are talking all about anti-heroes. And I don't mean Taylor Swift, guys. Is Taylor Swift an anti-hero? No, she's got a song about anti-heroes. Never mind, I thought that would land with you guys. but I've never heard of Taylor Swift. I need Dave here for this. Yeah, well, Dave's not here. Yeah. I need a a pop culture reference, sorry. Uh, But yes, we're going to talk about anti-heroes in video games off the back of Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, coming out on the 2nd of February. Mm -hmm. So we've got some superhero, anti-hero vibes going on. I'm shimmying about it. Yeah, the little shimmy that's coming out in your voice. So I have done some names inspired by the Suicide Squad members because there's four of them and there's four of us. So I thought, oh, that's really nice. Uh, Dave isn't here today. He's he's gone. He's left. He ran out the office screaming, and we thought, well, better do a podcast. But his name <laughs> that is. We've got a flow chart of like, what should the action be? Yeah. If. All of a sudden, Dave's not in the office. Yeah. Step one is do a podcast. Do a it podcast. is. Get some, get some content out. Yeah. <laughs> While he's not here. So Dave's name was Dave Shot, because that's just easy, isn't it, for Deadshot? Because that's one yeah. of the characters. Mm-hmm. So whatever. He's not here. Bye, Dave. <laughs> We've then got Rosie. I put you as her Rosie Quinn. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Harley Quinn, Dr. Harleen Quinzel. I like how literally it's just if they've got an R in the name, then that's that's the the path to yeah. go with these pun names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm very ha- I'm it's very happy with that one. King Shirozi, so Oh man <laughs> Terrible. Oh, I don't I know which I'd prefer. Harosi <laughs> at least felt a bit more. A bit more better. <laughs> I don't know. Um my name is Equally bad as as King Hirozi, it's King Ashark. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's better than King. Oh, the, King other one. The, the, the one for me. Yeah. You you were the better king in this in this yeah. pool. Just sounds like they're saying it really sort of deliberately. A king, a shark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's who I am. Yeah. That's me. A shark. A shark. But that's that is me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then Rob. Captain Boomerang is the only one left, and I thought you guys were the most similar, so that it would be a good character matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I'm Captain. Laughs itself. Who am I? You're Captain Boomerob. Okay. That's hey, right. Yeah, that's a fun one. That's a good one. Boomerob. Just a nice little obby on the end. Grobby. Grobby. Grobsworth. The year of Grobby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ooh, the in jokes are flowing it's today. Back. <laughs> Right, to get us moving on with our podcast, let me tell you what's coming up on this here pod. So we've got a main feature where we will be talking about anti-heroes as discussed. We then got comments of the week, which are community highlights from the hashtag pod squad. Pod squad. We're then going to go to before we go, which is some coverage outside of gaming or be bobby go as as be bobby go as Rob keeps reminding me. Uh, but first, it's the question. It's the the weekly question. What's new?
I just don't understand that bit. I'm like, oh yeah. I know. I was, like, I was, like, I was gonna... ready to go. What? I just, <laughs> you I, can if I you ruin want. it every time. I heard your mouth just be like, what? You, were, like, you, were, you had a little breath and you were like, <laughs> <laughs> right. What's new is pretty populated this week, as I'm sure you know, Rosie. I may, I may have an inkling as yeah. to how busy it is at the moment. So we went from the other week being like, oh, games are sleeping, to now being like, oh my God, they're all awake <laughs> and coming out at the same time. So Rob, this is definitely going to be me and you chilling for a bit whilst right. I unleash Rosie on some <laughs> Rob's games. Rob's having face just like... <laughs> I'll just, I need some like, you know, the glasses with the open eyes on. Like, yeah. yeah. Right now. <laughs> oh, have a rest. <laughs> Tell me all about whatever Yakuza game is coming. Yeah, <laughs> is that what's coming first? Is that what's coming first? It can be what comes first, Rosie. So, like a dragon, infinite wealth. A Yakuza game, but not by name, is mm. our first one. So, please take it away. Yes. Yeah, so, like a dragon, infinite wealth. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! This game is genuinely fantastic. Um, I mean, when this podcast comes out, the game's already out, so I'm hoping that everyone's playing it already at the moment. Uh, at the time of recording recently, the review embargo's just gone up, and it's been like nines, tens, five stars. It's been so wonderful to see all these wonderful reviews coming out for it, because like I love this game, and I love this series, and just seeing everyone else also be like, yeah, this is a fantastic game. I'm like, yes! Go on, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. I'm so proud of you, but genuinely it is just a fantastic game i've at time of recording i've put 40 hours into it and i'm only on chapter seven mm. uh no yes i'm just well i'm just coming up to chapter seven is there a lot of chapters in it i think i'm guessing like on the playstation 5 it says i'm around i think it's 35 or 38 percent through the story oh my goodness so okay. yeah it's a it's a big blooming game but yeah. i am loving it already i can as soon as i started playing it i thought oh Yep, I was right when I did the preview. My my hours are just going to fly by with this game, and they already have. Uh, I mean, even when I unlocked on Doku Island, which is uh, when you can you have to build up your own island and bake furniture and stuff like that. Bake to make, furniture? Make furniture. Oh, I was like, wow, it's an oven. <laughs> it's an oven, and <sighs> you're just making a bunch of bread furniture. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I started that. And already you have to do some like mandatory just to introduce you to it. But when you can actually go back to Hawaii, which is where the game's mainly set, uh, I just found I was sat there and I was like, oh, but the characters have said that they want to achieve this goal. And then next thing I knew, like four hours had gone by and I was like, oh, my God, my time's just been eaten away and I've been loving it. Um, And it's just such a bright, vibrant looking game as well, which has been really nice this time of year where it's, you know, you look outside and it's just raining and grey and it's like, so coming home and just being in this lovely, bright, vibrant location with characters who I absolutely love. It's and music that's just an absolute bop. It's it's just been a fantastic, wonderful experience. And even as a sequel, they've improved so much from Like a Dragon, which I already adored. And now the sequel, Infinite Wealth, is just like the combat's got better, like the graphics have improved. I'm just like, oh, it's just such a fantastic game. So for someone who doesn't know what Infinite Wealth is, me and you. Well, um, <laughs> I know what it is. I know what it is. It's the Yakuza game. Yeah, but like how... New one. <laughs> it's the new one. It's the one. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah. What would you? How would you describe it? Like what would what would the the key things that you describe to a new player or somebody who's like just never heard of Yakuza games? How would you describe it? Um. Well, I would describe like a dragon specifically because as you, infinite wealth or the so the like a dragon games yeah. because so you've got the Yakuza games which are like Yakuza 
let's just say, uh, from Kiwami, which is the first game, to Yakuza, uh, or Zero even, yeah, Yakuza Zero to Yakuza 6. And then they changed the titles around slightly. So you then had Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is Ichiban's first adventure. And now they've uh, changed the titles to Like a Dragon. So um, to summarize, I would say... <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> I know, so that's why I'm like... So when it's like, oh, summarize it, it's, it's like you're asking a lot because there's so many games in the series. But... I mean for, this one for Ichiban's adventure then for infinite wealth for infinite okay so for infinite wealth <laughs> the summer the overall summary story is that you are a man who has gone to Hawaii because you have found out that your mother has been living there and she's missing hmm. but it turns out everyone's looking for your mum oh. and you're like you know not not necessarily it's not as if the 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 happiest people are looking it's crimes mafia like so you know <laughs> every all loads of the loads. happiest people <laughs> some of them might be quite happy with their yeah. crime life <laughs> i'm sure they are quite happy with their crime life but... i wouldn't i wouldn't want those people looking for my mum though yeah so I, would, I would definitely go to Hawaii yeah my so. mum could take him Big Wend did have him <laughs> Big Wend go on Big Wend yeah. but um, lots of different groups of people are all looking for the same person and um, it's just a case for you then to try and find her first and see if she's okay and what's happening and why she's missing where has she gone and also um, you know you've never met your mum before so Ichiban as a character is like you know in that uh, he, I mean, he's forty, uh, over forty years old at this point. So just playing the game, he's like still debating. He's like, you know, I've never had this relationship with my mother, and now I've found out she exists. It's uh, so there's loads of like in-depth thoughts and emotions going on as well. So yeah, find your mum is the overall basic summary, I would say. But then there's also Kiryu, and um, Kiryu's life has taken a dramatic turn as well. So it's got lots of different elements to it. But the summary is find your mum in Hawaii. Nice. And then there's loads of mini games. Because the thing that really interests me is every time I see you playing that bicycle game with the hamburgers. Yes. That's, I love seeing Crazy that. Eats. Yeah. So um, if you have played Like a Dragon um, or Yakuza Like a Dragon, you, I mean, we did it a couple of challenges on Access where it's the can collecting mini game. Mm. So we did that in Yakuza Like a Dragon and Crazy Eats is like that but more advanced you are uh, like riding around on a on a fast food delivery bike and the whole premise is that you're crazy so you have to deliver <laughs> you're crazy you're crazy you're yeah so their whole promotion is you give crazy service uh it's very the vibes are very crazy taxi you know where it's yeah. just you get points for doing stunts and tricks and all this stuff uh, all the big circles that you have to deliver to as well. Yeah, the big very circles, crazy very crazy taxi. Uh, so you're literally cycling on a bike. You have to do these tricks to do a crazy good delivery rather than, you know, if you're just cycling, they're just going to be like, good delivery, but you want the crazy ones. Um, so you're collecting three different items of fast food and you deliver them to people who have ordered them around the, the city and it's just great fun and it's just so like great delivery and stuff. You're like, yeah, look at me go. And then you could also jump on pads and do really cinematic 
big jumps and things like Hell that. Yeah. I really want us to do like an access mini game off of all of the the like a dragon stuff, but I just know Rosie will beast us all at all of them. So. <laughs> Unless I'm I like host Rosie them. Rosie just has to be the host, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if I just host mm-hmm. them and I'll just pop you all in there and be like, okay, you are now all going to do this. And then I want to see who gets the highest score on karaoke. And then I want to see who <laughs> survives the longest in the labyrinth. There's, so yeah, there's lots and lots and lots to do. God, it sounds really, really good. And I'm I, seeing how much you've enjoyed it as well is always a joy to like seeing how much you've enjoyed it is always a joy to see it feels like a planet palindrome or something Mm. doesn't it Uh, but no it's really cool I know I know how much you love this series and that this has lived up to the hype and surpassed it somehow is just very cool so uh, another one that's on your list though that you've been to the previews of that you've had a little flavorful a little spoonful a bite out of <laughs> Tekken 8 a spoonful of Tekken yes um I have been loving Tekken 8 as well so I've been playing that uh, alongside Infinite Wealth I've been balancing the two of them I don't know how um I don't I'm- know how you like you must have like <laughs> four arms four arms well it's been great because whereas Infinite Wealth is very much you know you invest big time into it Tekken 8 I've really been enjoying um, as I go in there I've done the story mode the story mode is absolutely fantastic I've I've always loved Tekken because as I've grown up with it I know it's like the main thing is about the fighting and things like that but I've always I'm very attached to the story of the actual characters and things like that so first thing I did was immediately story mode and it's um, not only have they improved the combat and things like that and they've made it more accessible to new players of Tekken as well as like made it a bit more advanced for already you know very good Tekken players but uh, they've also I feel celebrated the whole series as well uh, with their story mode there's just loads of little things that when it occurs which I don't want to say anything because when they do occur and if you have played the other Tekken games you're fully just like like <laughs> you fully just scream and joy I think I actually did do a little scream and then I realised it was 11 o'clock at night and I thought it's just past my bedtime past my bedtime um, but it's fantastic it looks great it's great fun I'm currently going through the character stories at the moment which is where you do five fights and then you get the little cutscene at the end like a like the old Tekken days where you just went into arcade mode and were rewarded with a little cinematic um but there's so much to this game. You've, I've already mentioned like the story modes of the characters and the main story. There's also Tekken Ball that's come back as well, which is uh, volleyball, um, mm. which they had in Tekken 3. Uh, but they've brought that back and it's just as fun, just as, you know, just good old Tekken Ball. Why change what's already brilliant? Um, they've also got obviously the whole online fighting elements. They've got this, um, your own little arcade quest as well, when you create a little avatar and mm. then you can go into tournaments and increase your rank. And there's like a little story there about, um, I mean, I've only played the beginning of it, but so far they've really honed in on this like, oh, Tekken is for everyone. Yeah. Like you meet other little in-game avatars who are like, I play it for the story. I play it to make friends in the community and stuff like I that. I play it to bash other people's heads in. Yeah, I play it because I'm an advanced player. <laughs> there, there, there is one character in it as well who's just like, I like taking on those who aren't as good as Tekken, so I rank, rank higher in the tournament and stuff Alex. like that. Yeah. No, no, that's Alex's <laughs> character. Savage on Alex, but <laughs> there is... 
loads of content in this game and uh, it's just a, a brilliant time and yeah. it looks stunning as well and those those both of those games came out on the same day mm. and they've both had their reviews now and both are like you know nine out of tens yeah like, it's what a time now yeah as you said video games have been sleeping and now they've woken up fully awake yeah. they've hibernated and they're ready for honey I wouldn't like, say they've been sleeping they might have had a little nap yeah a little a nap a couple of weeks mm. <laughs> big <laughs> nap yeah, everyone's forgetting like, 20, there was a lot in 2023 there yeah, was there, there was, was. Like, just towards the end of the year like the end of December were, was okay for like a chill sort of time in the start of January so it's like a three four week period where it was like ah it's a bit slower mm. and then it's all come back round like a Tekken punch to the face yes. but yeah I, I, those two coming out on the same day I was going to say it's literally it's Rosie's Barbenheimer like the Barbie <laughs> Oppenheimer <laughs> crossover oh not even finished on what's new yet because there's loads of stuff out. So those have those have come out uh, last week, but also very recently, Persona Three Reload came out on the second of February. So that was yesterday, I think, by the time this podcast goes out. And Rosie has another one. Yeah. We move into the the preview event for it's literally been like Rosie's JRPG dream like I've, I've i've been bathing in so bathing. many yeah bathing in video game goodness recently yeah. so uh persona 3 is also or persona 3 reload is also brilliant um i've only seen like a few hours of persona 3 i played the psp remastered version which came out a couple of years ago um but it's it's a great time and persona 3 reload as well when you compare it to what it used to be which it used to be a very like top down um you know you just navigate with a cursor um, until you go into, let's just say, the dungeons, until mm. you go into Tartarus. But now it's fully third person. They've recreated all the environments. The music is still just as good of a track as it always is. I love the music in Persona 3. Uh, literally, my Spotify recently has been a mixture of Like a Dragon, uh, Tekken Tag Tournament, and then Persona 3. <laughs> aren't, aren't you like the top listener for Sega Sound System like, yeah. every year on Spotify? I'm like 0.1%, <laughs> and it's been that way for like three or four years. <laughs> So I have just been like absorbed in like loads of music recently, but Persona 3 Reload is just stylish. They've updated it so nicely. It's a great time and I am very excited to delve into that even more. Yeah, because um, this one's like the dark one, isn't it? There's coffins that rise up at night yes. time. Oh, we went to um, a, a ramen place, the, the Yokuchiro? Uh, Yokocho, I believe it was. Yokocho. We went to Yokocho and they had a Persona 3 um, set menu and they give you a little chocolate coffin at the end. And I was like, Ooh. Yeah, they were like, oh, you can mix and match if you want. So you had uh, one of the meals, but you were like, but for pudding, I want the coffin yeah, one, Yeah, literally. Please. I was like, this one, this one. It's spooky. <laughs> that was really good. Um, yeah, Persona 3 Reload looks really nice as well. I'll just, I'm just gassed for you. What a time. Yeah, and Apollo Justice as well. Oh that, God, yeah, yeah, that oh. came out the day before Infinite Wealth and Tekken uh, A. It's just been like, so many things. But there is a treat for Ashley as well. Because the Dead by Daylight's Alan Wake chapter came yes, out on the 30th of, of January. Hooray! So Mr. Wake's uh, in the game now, which is really exciting. So to give you a little overview of what's happening there, this is the half chapter update for Dead by Daylight, which introduces Alan Wake as, as a survivor, um, where he comes with three new perks, which is Champion of Light. Show me the Champion of Light. Um, you've got Boon Illumination and Deadline. So they make your torch stuff basically super powerful so you can illuminate stuff for chess generators um create more frequent skill checks and basically yeah just basically your torch gets really upgraded obviously because he's mr torch man isn't he mm. mr mr torch as they call him yeah he can literally 
brand uh, promote all torches. Yeah, it, I would buy a torch. Fallon Wake said, yeah. "Oh, that's a really good one." I'd say, "I trust this man." Thanks, Alan. <laughs> thanks, Alan. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> and then you go up to your mates who don't know Alan Wake. It's like my mate Alan. Yeah, he really recommended this torch. Yeah, you should all, you should all buy it to. to to see in the dark uh, but Alan Wake's voiced by Matthew Peretta again as well which is really fun so it's the proper Alan Wake voice coming in there like oh I was writing on my typewriter and a spooky ghoulie came out that, that's, that was my impression good good impression <laughs> uh, and then some shadows what does it mean <laughs> But moving on from all of those releases, yesterday also saw the release of Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, a.k.a. our anti-hero jumping off point, which is an online cop shooter with four players, which are the, the characters that I mentioned at the beginning. So we've got King Shark, we've got Harley Quinn, we've got Captain Boomerang, and we've got Deadshot all working together to kill the Justice League. And I got my hands on a juicy preview of this, and I had, I had a really fun time. I actually did. Me and um, Secret Boss went together, and... <laughs> It, why are you laughing? I just, I just love, I love the on the the ongoing commitment to Secret Boss, yeah, and never revealing who it is. A man of shadows. Only Alan's torch can reveal. Him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, some, so I have seen some people work out who it is. Oh, but I won't, I won't say. <gasps> oh, don't encourage them. Now people are going to narrow down like every guess of Secret Boss, and then they'll be like, okay, these are the options. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of us is right here. Gosh, it's like it's like an unveiling moment, isn't it? Is it Sleep Token who wear all the masks that people are trying to figure out who the band is? Uh, and no there was, oh, again, a pop culture reference I need Dave here for. Never mind. Um, but they've also revealed Elseworlds as part of Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League, which is uh, ongoing episodic um, content themed around DC villains that they're going to release post-launch. So once you finish the story, then you can jump into Elseworlds Elseworlds and these episodic adventures uh, and unlock characters for your squad. So the first one coming is the Joker. Oh, ha ha ha! That's me doing impression of him. Um, and he he's a, he's a suicide squad version of the Joker. So it's not the one from the Arkhamverse because he did, but it's the uh, it's their new version of it where he's come from an alter, alternate timeline and into this one that you then get to play around with. Oh, so he's a little bit different. He's okay. a little bit more cooperative than you'd expect from a, a Joker character. But I'm excited to see what different villains they bring in. I like how he comes from a more cooperative universe. Yeah, that like, was one of the words. <laughs> he's, he's just come into like this. A universe. nice Joker. Yeah, a nice yeah. Joker. Nice. He's come into this universe. He's like, why aren't you guys cooperating so much? <laughs> <laughs> in my universe, we cooperate all the time. Yeah, you exactly. know what I always say? You gotta work together. <laughs> <laughs> That's my impression of cooperative Very Joker. Good. Cooperative Joker. I love that. Yeah. yeah, and he has a little laugh, and it's a great time. But that sets us up nicely to move on to the main feature, which is, uh, uh, I was going to try and sing the Taylor Swift song then, and I went, uh, and it's, <laughs> always be the anti-hero. Next. <laughs> That's my favorite Taylor Swift song. Me and T-Swizzle got that voice. <laughs> <laughs> Which pop star is this? Taylor uh, oh. <laughs> Swift. Oh, oh, obviously. Obviously. Her famous song, Antihero. Yeah, <laughs> I course. always sing it. Right. Main feature time then, ladies and gentlemen. So, 
Let's talk about anti-heroes because I feel like they're a really big part of, of video gaming because we love a 3D nuanced character with different drives and beliefs and motivations that can be flawed. So I always, I've always think it's a really interesting topic to dive into because anti-heroes are kind of the bread and butter of video games. It's a little bit more interesting when they're not perfect. So most characters aren't perfect. Yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's a term that has come about, I think, just because storytelling in video games and in, in general media has just become a little bit more nuanced mm. than the, the the black and white squeaky clean heroes terrible villains mm. dichotomy that we used to have mm. uh, and so most most protagonists I guess you could you could make the case for being anti-heroes yeah for sure do, do you have like a description or a way you'd describe an anti-hero or can you <laughs> well, it's someone someone who does the good thing, but sometimes their methods are questionable, I guess. Okay. Or, you know, like you say, an imperfect character. Like Kratos is a perfect example. Yeah, he's the big, big example, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, very heroic, but also... Dark past. Yeah, the dark past. Done some bad things and Oof. just frowns a lot, gets angry. Yeah. Oh, anti-hero. Feel like you've got a little Usual bit of Usual if they have like, you know, Solid Snake, you could probably say he's a bit of an anti-hero. Although actually, no, he's mainly just a hero. He's just very gruff just with great. it. Great. Uh, he does smoke cigarettes. He that smokes make him cigarettes an and he's got some stubble. Yeah. <laughs> and he contemplates killing people sometimes. Mm. Would you say Solid Snake's more of an anti-hero or Big Boss? Big Boss is a is that that's well, a villain though. Big Boss starts out as just a villain. Yeah. And then you just learn more about his origin and you realize oh no. It was yeah, you're just like oh, you had a lot against him. Yeah, you just <laughs> you're just looking at his story from a different point of view. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. Thanks, guys. Um, I thought it'd be interesting to basically talk about our favourite protagonists that have those sort of qualities as well. Because with the recent release of The Last of Us Part Two remastered, I think it's thrown into. Oh, I love that game so full... much. Yeah, I want to give you I'm an opportunity to talk about it. with it. Like, what... freshly obsessed. Rob has fully dived into the universe at the moment and is playing it through, experiencing things for the first time that you haven't before. And you're getting that. Joel, Ellie, Abby kind of overview of anti-heroicness as well. Mm-hmm. But tell us about tell us about the last was part two because I want to give a bit of time for that as well. What would what is what? What's your favourite bit? Oh, what are you enjoying? Heck. Oh, I, I I really oh, my favourite bit the I think the level design is ridiculously good. So I mean this is like <laughs> completely diverging from the main topic, right. which is character here. But like it's so brilliantly every single scenario or combat encounter I've come across is is there's something new the game is constantly presenting you with okay now try it like this now how about we add a load of water to this level like the level just before you get the boat with Ellie Mm -hmm. where you're basically like I think it's like an abandoned shopping mall type place and there's a bunch of people hunting you and you're just it was the first time I felt like they need to be afraid of me yeah. more than I should be afraid of them. Just like going under the water and quietly coming up behind <laughs> them, taking them down, diving back down again. I like to put a trap mine on people I've killed as well. Oh, yeah, so you, you dive this. back underneath oh! and everyone's like, oh my God. Anne's been murdered. <laughs> Anne! Everyone. Oh my God, Anne. And they come over to investigate Anne and they just get blown to bits yeah. oh, and I'm there. That's, that's a very 
oh no, Paul has been blown up, <laughs> goes to investigate. And I'll be there with my explosive arrows. Just, oh, I love just firing in an explosive arrow in a non-lethal place, like a leg. Oh. Just so there's like that brief little moment where they're like, ow, and they look down and they just... <laughs> <laughs> One man, I exploded so much that bits of him got stuck on a balcony up top. Oh. And he was raining down bits of this man for literally about 10 seconds. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> bits of him just plopping down onto the floor. Whilst I was like, back into the water. And then he's going around the other Stop way. Stop for a clap and then go down. Stop for it. Yes. Uh, but, um, that aside, I am really enjoying... I mean, I, I don't want to go too much into the, the story, really, in case there are people who are experiencing The Last of Us Part 2 for the first time with The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. But just the, the it gives you a different view of characters that you already know and probably like and makes you think about the things they have done and their motivations in a, in a different way. Um, it's, it's very brilliantly put together. Yeah, I think it's a great game because... I don't know if I can say if Ellie's an anti-hero or of just a straight-up villain. You know, well, I don't think there. I don't think anyone is any of these things in the world of The Last of Us Part yeah. Two. I think they're all just humans struggling to survive. Yeah. And you know, the whole story of The Last of Us Part Two, really, when you boil it down, when you boil down the the core element of it, it's just it's it's people making choices based on things that have happened to them. There's no like that's just know, life. Yeah, exactly. It's not uh, as if Ellie just woke up and was like, I fancy doing this you today. Get, you get like examples and there's lots of little, oh, I really like the little stories in The Last of Us Part 2 where you've, you encounter a room and there'll be like a dead body with some items scattered about and a, a note and you can quickly piece together, oh, just a little bit of a story that's happened here. And mm. often the case is it's it's people that have lived what you would describe as normal lives before the bad thing that happened and they've by necessity had to turn into and do terrible things mm. um to get along and that's that's the world of the last of us part two i really wouldn't describe anyone as a hero or anyone as a villain in in this world people are doing yeah unspeakably bad things to each other just because that's what you have to do to survive in this world for mm. sure i i think that's definitely true and that the lines are so blurred like that's that's the right answer but it's still fun to try and push people into the boxes of what you described them as i feel like marlene is is one of the ones that is closer to the compass of 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 true good for for what she wants to do but then obviously the choices she makes and the methods that she uses to get there or tries to use to get there i should say are absolutely wild and not feasible for someone like Joel to process in the first game yeah. so well, you, get, you, know. you get all these different groups as well and you, you learn about the origins of the WLF and uh, the Fireflies mm. and the Seraphites and they all start with like you know there are people who are deserting Fedra to join the WLF because mm. they're like oh we need to get away from this oppressive faction that's just joined up and then the WLF turns into that very thing that they were trying to fight mm. uh initially when you encounter the seraphites they're this terrifying religious mm. cult who are you know you hate fighting them um later on you end up journeying with two apostates mm. who used to be within the seraphites and you you learn a little bit more about the origins of the seraphites and you're like well that doesn't sound too but that sounds like quite a nice <laughs> oh. philosophy and then they've obviously descended into <laughs> horrible murderers yeah. mm. but you know, there's there's always like a, there always seems to be like a, a a noble 
core to their central belief system where they've started from this place of trying to do good and they just inevitably end up descending into murderous chaos yeah Yeah. but that's the world that's what that world does to people there's just this like in part two especially like there's there's that constant theme of not being able to let go it's knowing what the right path is and choosing not to take it because the you know there's too much that's happened to give up now and i i just love that i think it's 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 just so human all of it's so human i love last of us part two so much so much and i'm glad remasters has come out to reignite all those conversations about it but the first game is definitely one of my favorite examples of anti-heroes definitely with with joel with marlene with ellie you know all Mm. of them have their own pros and cons and fit really neatly into this conversation yeah joel's joel's got beard as well yeah he does if i was writing my (laughs) list of anti what does anti beard he's got a good beard yeah there's a lot of male anti-heroes is what i found whilst doing this there's a lot of kind of like men who are gruff and cool and that's kind of yeah with beards yeah with beards well there's Geralt as well and you know he he can he can not you can shave his beard you can shave him but you know canon Geralt he's got a beard yeah he does what about um, Dante from Devil May Cry would you consider Dante an anti-hero no Dante's just a hero he just loves he just loves he's just a hero running around with his sword he's a hero he he tells jokes that's about as anti-hero as he gets (laughs) I think he's got like a sassy sense of humour he just goes around killing horrible demons Mm. he's definitely a hero what if the demons have a family <laughs> they don't, what Ash. They're they demons. Do? Have you seen the succubus in the DMC? I, I haven't played DMC. Oh, it's it's great. But that's like you know, DMC is 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 comic booky. It's cartoonish. It's a bit yeah. slapstick. It's that's the definite. These are the goodies. These are the baddies. The baddies in Devil May Cry are the most obvious baddies you'll ever see. <laughs> a demon. <laughs> They're so bad and evil. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like Doom Guy, isn't it? He kills demons. But and he's I don't know if you, you could describe him as an anti hero at all. He again is just a hero, but a bit gruff. No, I think cool. he's probably isn't, an anti hero. No, he's just, the law. he's just good at killing demons. Isn't the law that he's like avenging that the demons murdered his pet rabbit or something? It's like it's in one of the manuals, I think, of one of the earlier Doom games that he's like he's out because they murdered his pet I rabbit. Think that's another thing I put on my anti hero checklist. What's their motivation? Is it revenge? Yeah. Anti-hero. John Wick. John Wick hours. But I, I, why would you describe Doom Guy as, as an anti-hero? I, I don't know. That was I, that was an ignorant comment oh. from me. I don't know Doom very well. <laughs> certainly not as well as you do. But I've just, I have an image in my head of Doom Guy as like a sweary man. He doesn't speak. Well. Ding, ling, ling, ling. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> He's very much like a, a gruff, a gruff yeah. guy who just kills those demons. The best bit is when you're walking through the facilities. To be fair, he does the most anti-heroic thing he does is repurpose the BFG three thousand to shoot a hole through the heart of Mars to be able to get into it. So, you know, something like that. Anyway, it's been a while since I've played Doom Eternal. Shadow the Hedgehog doesn't have a beard. Yeah, he was. I was going to ask you about Shadow the Hedgehog because yes. he's on my list of things that I wrote down. <laughs> Because he's like cool guy personified as as a hedgehog. <laughs> he's dark, you know. He's he's got the whole. He's basically dark Sonic, right? He's just, he's yeah. He's just Edge Lord Sonic. Yeah, exactly. like Sonic's very cool guy Sonic. You know, like you Is know, he? just oh yeah, Sonic's very much like you're too slow and like hey, I'm gonna do these cool stunts. <laughs> like you know, he's very much like the cool <laughs> Sorry, guy. I really and then that. on the other end, you've got Shadow, and he's just like you're worthless to me like you know just the very he's like the complete opposite of like the sort of like upbeat yeah we can do this and he's just like the leave me alone I've got to fulfill my 
you know, I've got a, a Maria. Like, yes. <laughs> that's another anti-hero thing. If they got the voice, if they yeah, got the yeah, they got voice, the anti-hero it's voice. That voice. Mm. And I mean, even in um, major, major, yeah, I like, smoked seventeen cigarettes <laughs> and had a bottle of whiskey. I'm ready for the mission. But Shadow the Hedgehog, even when Shadow the Hedgehog had his own game on the PS2, is the only Sonic game where a character wields a gun. Like so, oh, yeah. Wow. And and like they like hedgehog with a gun. And it, yeah, and it's iconic because in the in the opening cutscene, you've got the mute. So the music in Sonic's always been very upbeat, and um, they had a phase where it was all very rock. And again, it was all still feel good. And then you have Shadow the Hedgehog, the PS2 game, and it was heavy metal, and it was like mm. I am all of me and stuff like that. And you. <laughs> see shadow like all these demons flying around and shadows wielding a gun and then the final shot is like sonic absolutely like defeated and then he just completely collapses and shadow's just standing there looking cool he's like yeah i did this so uh that's like one way you can look at shadow the hedgehog but also just in the games in general he's always been the one that's like mainly seen as being on the evil side but it's also probably because he's been misled by dr eggman or he just has his own goals he's trying to fulfill so yeah he's very much like the opposite of the typical hero that's sonic but he is more of an anti-hero in some cases talking about animalistic anti-heroes my well sly cooper See, I was thinking if that if you could count those as an anti-hero because yeah. they are a bunch of thieves. Yeah, they <laughs> like, do love robbing. They they rob everything, and yeah. they're just like, yeah, we're going to add it to our collection. It's fun. We doesn't doesn't Sly spend like the first half of one of the games like lying to Carmelita about amnesia as well? Yeah, to like, so that he can kiss her a lot. Like, yeah. come on. Well, that's how Sly Sly four starts because in Sly three it ends, and he like. He's like, amnesia, well, I guess he's like, oh, who are you? What's going on? And then Carmelita's like, you're a detective, you're a policeman. Oh, and she lies to him as well. Yeah, so she does at the end of the... I wrote that out of my memory. Carmelita, good lady. Well, they've always like fancied each other. Seems like a problematic relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's why all in all Carmelita's, you know, she's annoyed that Sly's been lying about his memory all this time. But I think maybe deep down she's also like, yeah, you weren't actually a cop. (laughs) Like, I think she was suspicious that anyway but i think she just wanted to believe that he changed so well i tell you who else is on the list of raccoons that are anti-heroes bk from donut county which i played this weekend (laughs) and i love donut county now i'm a donut county's number one fan it's so good i I love love donut county and bk just being like haha i'm a raccoon and i love opening holes and pushing people in and then at the end obviously he comes good but with with helping them reverse the whole situation pun that was um but yeah B- bk the whole way through being like i actually helped everybody and everything is fine even though he's the one that's destroying all their homes yeah oh. have you played donut county no oh, i've not so good rob honestly i've dropped i'm dropping our tablet on the floor accidentally there we go the floor being my legs um you should play donut county i think you'd really like it because it's really short and it's just very silly and it's good little like indie game all right all right. Just, All right, I will. You yeah. just suck loads of things in a hole. Yeah. It's just like, you know, right. <laughs> it's great fun. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Your kind of game. It's like Katamari, but reverse. That's what a lot of people say. It's yeah. Katamari, but reverse. Yeah, Katamari, but instead of a ball, it's a hole. It's so original. <laughs> they dared ask the question, what would Katamari be? If it if was it a hole. hole. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I do, because I play Dono County. Best game ever. Love it. Love it. Love BK as well. Um, is there anyone else that you guys want to add to our list? Because, like, Baldur's Gate 3 is absolutely chock full of them because you're playing 
as yourself so you can make them quite evil but doing the right thing mm. as well as all your companions are flawed people let's say or have conflicting motivations i think people like astarian so much because he is like epitome of anti-hero especially through his storyline which i won't spoil but he's vampire he's been doing some vampire things he's been working for a bad vampire man and now he's kind of with your group so you know he's working towards the tadpole situation Mm. that's going on with the mind flayers and helping you out there but he's still got a very messy past to contend with and you can deal with that in a number of ways but he still is going to be there and help you when you need it so it's just an interesting turn of events but I think he's a very good anti-hero and I think that's why Neil Newbern got like so much love for the role as well because he embodied that perfectly perfectly no, I agree with that definitely. So many times I've spoke to Astarian and I'm just like, "What did you just say?" But I'm like, "I'm just like, but I know you're going to be a good, better boy by the end of this." <laughs> Patting him on I'm the head, boy. I'm like, "I know you're going to be a better boy, yeah. and you will stop saying these things." Uh, when he's like, "Oh, I've drink loads of blood of rats," it's like, "Good boy, good boy, Astarian. <laughs> Very good for you." Um, are there any like wholly good characters that you'd like to be a bit more anti-heroic? Like if there's some, anybody that's really nice and wholesome that you'd want to be like, grow a beard, have the gruff voice for a bit, do Lara something Croft. bad. Lara Croft steals relics. <laughs> she's like, she's so good though. Yeah. What Can you it- imagine like, <laughs> imagine if someone really wronged Lara Croft and she went on a quest for revenge. Yeah. How badass she would be. God, you yeah. wouldn't want Lara Croft hunting you down, would you? I really wouldn't. No. I was just thinking as well, imagine if um, in Tomb Raider 1, rather than the the actual character who sort of becomes the the sacrifice for the Egyptian god, I'm like, what if Lara's just like, no, I want this power. Whoa. Like, you know, he just takes the artifact, it's just like, this does feel good. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I will consume it. No, I don't. I can't. She it would be interesting, but I can't see it ever happening. Like, Lara Croft is so pure. But mm. she does in the new in the new like series of games. She does like bring about the end of the world for a bit, and then or like destroys a whole a whole place. I remember playing through the bit where she's going through the water because I wanted to see the deaths. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, um, but by, the whole ac- opening, by accident, the whole opening of that was her going, "Uh oh." Yeah, but it's like, you know, she's not done it on purpose. <laughs> it's not a moment, is it? It's like, oh god, that's what, what she's have I done? Moment, you know, that's anti-heroic, isn't it? It's like, um, oh, I'm going to fix it and solve it, but I've done something bad. Whoopsie. What about Nathan Drake then? I was going to say Nathan Drake. Yeah, again, he probably you could make a case for Nathan Drake being an anti-hero. No beard. Well, he has like a stubble. He, he gets he some like, stubble. Uh, he gets some stubble. <laughs> Later on, it goes, especially in Uncharted Four, when. There is a little bit of, you know, questioning of motives going on. Mm. I think Nathan Drake, he's like 99.9% just hero, yeah. though, I think, isn't he? What about Sully? No, Sully's a... Because Sully just wants the treasure. Chappy. He's, a, he's a bit of a cheeky <laughs> he's chappy. He's a hero, though. Oh, that guy. That just, he just wants to get the riches at the end of it. Un- Unchide's very much like, you know, the the, the type of films it's inspired by. Mm. You look at things like Indiana Jones and it's so... It's so much goodies versus baddies. What about Sam? Yeah, you probably could make a case for Sam. Yeah, I think Sam's probably the most caseable one for the anti-hero. A good collection of men. Again, female anti-heroes, there's not that many of them. Ellie and Abby, obviously. Uh, And I'm not saying there isn't any, it's just the iconic ones that came first to my mind were all the grizzled men, the bearded men. 
Geralt being top of the list, to be fair. Oh, Rosie's got the thinking face. No, it's because, so I'm still like in the phase of like step one of like what counts as a clear anti-hero. <laughs> You know, step one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like there's some which are really clear, like you know, Shadow the Hedgehog. But when it comes to the ones which are debatable, I was like Bayonetta. Yeah. But Ada, I, I think from uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, that's a yeah, she's a good that, that's a good anti-hero example because she she works for bad people, but she does a good the right thing. So mm. so you know, and Catwoman as well. Catwoman and Catwoman. Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, you, you prob- Superheroes. You, they probably be listed under villains. Yeah, uh, mm. of of DC anti villains, but also they're like you know, there's a, especially Catwoman. Yeah, the PS2 game. She's the she's the central protagonist, so that's anti hero. Oh, I loved that PS2 game with <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hatley Berry's Catwoman. The best, the best. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> just a little outburst. Well, it's just Michelle Pfeiffer is the best Catwoman. Oh yeah, but that that game with Hatley Berry's Catwoman is just it's the best Catwoman game, definitely. <laughs> so. I'll leave it there just in case Rob <laughs> gets more. Yeah, I get very, very passionate about my Catwoman rankings. Yeah. Oh, I need to hear this now. Well, it's just like Michelle Pfeiffer's the best. <laughs> That's really as Everything far else as it doesn't goes. matter. <laughs> uh, but I am going to move us on now. So thank you for a bit of anti-hero chat and just talking about some, some good characters and games, really. It was nice, wasn't it? So we're going to move on now to comments of the week. So stay tuned for a little song. <laughs> Are we ready? Yep. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for, for comments, comments of the week. week. Nice. Yes. Yes. And it is actually time for comments of the week, and I've got them all here. So we've got the first one from Ewan Monroe, which was on the Last of Us Part 2 remastered uh, No Return run that we did. And they've asked, love this video format. I'm guessing it was loads of editing work, but wanted to let you know it was worth it. Hoping to hear about how it was made on the podcast. Hashtag PodSquad. PodSquad. Pod well, basically, we all played the game and then Rosie edited it, together. it, and then I edited it together. So I had um, all of our, so I had all of our recordings, and uh, I was given the creative freedom to decide. I mean, with Secret Boss, we had an idea of how it was going to go, but um, I essentially was just like, "Look, let me watch it and just just let let me see what I can do with it." And uh, I'm really happy with how it turned out. But it was funny, like dragging everyone's playthroughs, and literally, you had mine. <laughs> <laughs> which was just like like it was a tiny little clip because of the misfortune that I had uh, yours and Dave's Ash you're, you had like the same but mm. then you saw Rob's timeline and ah. <laughs> and honestly Rob it was amazing cutting out like 15 minutes of you hiding waiting for someone to hit that trap and you're like why aren't you going in the <laughs> trap and you were right like m- literally half of your gameplay is you sat in silence focusing just watching everyone <laughs> That's how I play the game. Yeah, so it is. Yeah, and I, my respect because you wanted to. I wanted to survive, mm. <laughs> and you did. You did really I did. well. I did until the very end when it was just a hard boss. That one. Yeah. No, you did very a well. A bloater and a and a super stalker mm. in, I think, in the backstage of the theatre. Mm. It's difficult. I oh my god! I did that one the other day um, on one of my runs, and I went in with four pipe bombs. And basically, you throw one, and then all of the infected go over because they're like, "What was that explosion?" You throw another because they're all there, mm-hmm. blow them up. Any stragglers come over, one more, and then you got one left to just throw at the 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 super stalker's face when it comes near you, so that you can nice. stun it a bit and then smash it up some more. But I was like, pipe bomb central is the way to do that. Pipe one. bombs are great. Like my. Not in no return, but I, was, I fought the Rat King the other day oh. in my 
playthrough. Yeah. Uh, pipe bombs were my friend. It was mm. just pipe bomb, pipe bomb, pipe bomb, pipe bomb, pipe bomb, pipe bomb, incendiary shells on the shotgun, yes. and then just flamethrower to finish it off. Yeah. And then the little stalker that comes off it, I just relentlessly pursued that thing. Yeah. When it tries to run away and sneak up it on you, it tries to like, run no! away. I was like, "You're not running away." Yeah. I was just, I ran after it, shotgun, shotgun, shotgun. Mm-hmm. Felt good. Felt good. Felt good. Uh, I got- want to say as well, Secret Boss also was a good 50-50 effort. I was like, I can't take all the credit for that video. I you was like, have- no, 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 no. Secret Boss was the one who organised it. And that, like, when I sent the draft over, Secret Boss was like, oh, try cutting this out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was the one who won. I think I should get the credit. <laughs> well done, Rob. Thank well you done, Rob. Providing some excellent one of these gameplay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There we go. We've <laughs> uh, got a comment from Avi next. Who says hashtag Pod Squad? Pod Squad. Hashtag Rob Squad. Ash. Please, for the love of all that is good, please take the team to the Ring Donut Man in Wolverhampton City Centre. The freshest, tastiest and most filling donuts I've ever had and it's like four for a quid. Dave will absolutely change his mind and Rob will love it because he has taste. Dave is still great. <laughs> Coming from someone who has hashtag Rob Squad. Yeah. Where, where is this donut place? It's in Wolverhampton. So oh. I nearly mentioned this last time, but I thought... I'm I've, not going there. I've spoke, about, well, yeah. I've spoke about Wolves Ring Donut Man previously. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let that lie. The Wolves Ring Donut Man. But I'm glad that someone in the comments who knows Wolverhampton City Centre is like, talk about the Ring Donut Man! Because he's he's basically a, a man who has a van and it's like this white, like, undecorated van. And he just has this, like, deep fat fryer and he just plops in donuts all day and pulls them out on a little stick so you get, like, a, a bag of four and they're so sugary and so hot that you burn your mouth if you nice. have them too fast. Does he always park in the same place? Um, he was... Or do you have to hunt him down? Oh, yeah, the quest. Just walk around Wolverhampton randomly opening the doors of white bags. <laughs> is this the ring donut man? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not stealing your tools, I promise. I just want your donuts. Uh, he was always in like the main high street towards the end. Um, it's been a long time since I've lived in Wolverhampton, so uh, it, he may have moved, but he was always towards like the fountains and the gushes area, or gushes a different area. There's a gushes and then there's the fountains, but he was by the fountains, um, round the corner from the main square and the moth, so... There you go. Anybody wants to find the Ring Donut Man? I want to find the Ring Donut Man. Yeah, he's a nice man. Very but friendly. Very friendly. Oh, I love a friendly man. Yeah, I, uh, ice cream man from school. He was called Steve. He um, used to. He was really nice because he used to trade me any sweets or ice creams from his van for my like cooking homework so I would go and give him like whatever buns I had made for the day and then get a bunch of sweets in return so he had so many of my cheese rolls that Do I would fair, make in like class probably great for because the amount of times uh, I've brought back like you know after my mum paid for all the ingredients for me to go to school and make something and sometimes it was a hit sometimes it was a miss yeah. like if you could just give those to the ice cream man yeah my mum would have probably been very grateful that I was just like here you go have my lasagna that's burnt to a crisp yeah. like. oh gosh my- such a strange class cooking <laughs> my mum was so annoyed that this kept happening because like I would I would you'd have to come up with the ideas and like I wanted to make like lemon lime flavoured breads or whatever like to because obviously you're just going wild with your ideas Years. So I'd, I'd need like kaffir lime leaves and dehydrated lemon and tr- freeze dried strawberries. I'd ask for all these really expensive, weird ingredients, and then I'd come back and be like, "Oh yeah, I gave more Steve like, <laughs> some ice cream." Yeah, I'll never forget when it came to picking um, like your GCSEs when you get to choose which mm-hmm. some topics you want to do. And the first thing my mum was like, "You're not doing food tech." 
She was like, I am done with paying for all of those ingredients that your school expects me just to whack out of my pocket. Like, she was like, I'm not buying any more ingredients for your little food projects. <laughs> oh my Which, goodness. To be fair, it's fair. Like, she probably saved a lot of money from, and I didn't care about food tech anyway. So I was like, absolutely, I wasn't going to do it anyway. But it was a fair, I was like, it's a fair thing to do just to be like. That's yeah. the most serious impression you've ever done of your mom's voice. You, Rosie! Usually you're always. You are not doing food tech! <laughs> usually it's always like, oh, la, la, la. That one was like, no, no. So I imagine it I'm made not buying the ingredients anymore. <laughs> We've got another comment from Earth Tarlix, who says, hashtag pod squad. Pod pod squad. squad. The first record of filled donuts was in 1532 and the ring donut was 1847. So the best donut was made first. I just, ah. Let's move there's on. always someone with a <laughs> flipping fact, isn't there? <laughs> Gosh. Oh, I do like, I do like both. I do like both. I like both. I can't remember what I argued last time, or whether I was devil's advocate or not. I just, Dave's not here. So whatever upset there was about the donuts, let it pass. Let it pass. I said I liked the ring ones the best. And Don't I bring hy- it back. Hy- hypothesized that they were originally rings because I thought that the nut in donut was like a nut from a nut and a bolt, you know. Oh, mm. that makes sense. And I thought I just thought that was why they were called donuts. Mm. That one I does- was wrong. And uh, the first donut was a filled donut from the 12th century or whenever the bloody hell it was. It's actually 16th century. 16th century. Maybe they thought or it looked like 14th, a... I don't know. Like they just did the dough ball and then they looked outside and saw a squirrel with a nut and then they were like, it's a nut. Like, so maybe it's a maybe it's a donut as in it looks like an acorn kind of nut. Maybe. Well, they maybe. don't look like that. <laughs> well, they, like just a typical round nut. <laughs> <laughs> just looks like ah. one of those. <laughs> right, we've also got a comment for you guys. Final one of today from Beige Tommy, who says, Hashtag Pod Squad. Pod Pod squad. squad. Hey guys, with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth on the horizon, Ooh. I wanted to ask which smaller side character from the original would you like to see more of? My pick would definitely be Dine, for example, or anyone from Barrett's past, really. Thank you all for the great entertainment. You're welcome. I would love to see them expand Sid's Rocket Town storyline. I think it's a great bit in the original game mm. anyway. Uh, but Shera or Shera, I don't know how you pronounce it. I was her thinking, name. yeah. Uh, the scientist who Sid treats really awfully, but who ends up saving his and everyone else's life mm. by doing her health and safety checks properly. Yeah, yeah no, she's a great character. That yeah. It would be great if they expanded upon her. I think I don't think I can top that. Uh, I mean, um, I thought Marlene, but they've already expanded on Marlene, and they, from the looks of the trailers, they're going to continue to do so. So. I don't know, maybe someone who's in the, you know, when um, you have to go to like the, the bone graveyard and you have to do some digging. Maybe someone like an archaeologist from there. A skeleton <laughs> that comes up. Like someone who's just really fascinated in it and just, you know, one of those characters. <laughs> let's, just, let's just find out about some archaeology. <laughs> uh, I choose, um, oh God, so, uh, one of the cats from the slums. Way I wish that they had more story. <laughs> one of those cats. They've left the slums now. Oh, okay. So one of the cats from one wherever of the cats they are. from whatever other place. I'm sure there'll be cats. Yeah, I do like the cats in in the game. Um, but yeah, I'll leave it there, and we can go to before we go now. Bibo 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 bibo. We are here. Does you guys have anything to mention in in bibo bibo? Rosie, uh, I know you do. <laughs> I just saw your eyes glare immediately. I have finally watched Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Well done. Um, so 
you know what? I was expecting to see, I was talking to my mate Liam about this and he pointed out, I was expecting to see a lot more from the towers themselves. There's, there's, there's it's not, called the two towers. Yeah, there's not, Where are they? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I thought it'd be. A, we we watched it. And we were just like, really, it was my mate Liam who pointed it out, and then the whole time I was like, yeah, like I thought there'd be a bit more from the the two towers, but it was a great time. It's a fantastic film. I watched the like extended, like you know, the three hours plus uh, plus version, um, and it was a brilliant time. And still, no towers. But not enough tower action for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I've learned a lot more about like uh, Gollum slash Smeagol now and stuff Ooh, and see, see info. yeah and um, seeing like how uh, Smeagol's character changes throughout the film it's a whole roller coaster. and by the end of it I was like no Smeagol no no you don't understand like I was really trying to be like come on Smeagol be- yes you're doing so good uh, and then Gollum would just come back um and it was just a really brilliant time. And the trees or the Ents um, in the forest, <laughs> like they just popped up. That was like tree. the- <laughs> I am no oh, tree. Like when they popped up, that was always the time when it's just like, okay, I'm going to have a sip of my drink. Because most of the time they're just walking around and they're like, oh, this is the forest. Like the way we do things very slow. <laughs> they even, they're all just, when they're having their blooming meeting, I don't blame Mary and uh, Pippin for just being like, come on, like, help out. And they're like, no, no, we've only just finished the saying trees, their greetings. They talk in deep time, the trees. Yeah, that, yeah. They talk, they, you know, these are beings that live for thousands and thousands of years. Mm. They don't operate on the same time scales. Mary and Pippin were very rude. Yeah, they were. They did. They hurried they, them along. <laughs> <laughs> they're like panicking, trying to save their friends. And then, and then it's just like, no. <laughs> You, it takes a long time. Don't like, be hasty, Master Mary. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing as well. Watching it, there were so many times when they said something and I was like, that's Rob. Like, <laughs> now, like, now I can what? see. Like, it's in, like, it's in like, the quotes they uh, say, the amount you quote right, it. And right. I'm just like, now I know where it's from. I love how you're like a big, slow tree. Last no, 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 just when you quoted them just with the ends just now, I was just like, there were so many moments watching it, I was just like, oh my God, Rob's been saying that line this whole time. Mm. Like the, so it begins, which I, I never knew about when the king's So it the, begins. Yeah, like when the king's there and stuff. So I was like, oh my God. So so many things are making sense, even when it was the, the Christmas maze recently. And then Where is the horse and the rider? <laughs> Where's the horn that was blowing? Great, great, great. stuff. What, what a scene that is. Battle of Helm's Deep. What did you think of that, Rosie? That the that's the big battle, isn't it? When uh, yeah, when like you have all the orcs and stuff charging at the grand, grand. Uh, no, like, that's in Return of the King. Oh. The Uruk High. <laughs> I was going to say I don't know that. The what? The Uruk High. The Uruk High. Okay, yeah. yeah so I'm, that's going to be the big battle, isn't it? I'm still learning the <laughs> Rob's face right now. Like his soul's just died on the inside. I'm trying to remember <laughs> which ones. Which but, there's one where Legolas is sliding down on shields. Yes, that's, that's the. T- that, I love that bit. Yeah. That bit's fantastic. When he literally just gets a shield, he's just like down the stairs, like shooting yeah. his arrows away. That was fantastic. Uh, I love. Uh, if you like that, you'll love the Hobbit. Will I? Well, there's just a lot of that. <laughs> oh, okay. A lot of silly nonsense, <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, and I love as well the the body count as well that Gimli yeah, does yeah, as yeah. well, when it's just like, how many counts as one? <laughs> yeah. And like at the end when he sat on, so he was like, I got 46. Well, I got 47. He just shoots. And he was like, he twitched because my axe is in his nerves. <laughs> like, I love that. That was the, an extended scene, not in the theatrical cut. At least it bit. proves 
that I've seen the extended. Yes. No, um, I've learned. I've learned all these things out because that's the thing. If I watch the the cinematic release, I'm only going to get people say, "Well, now you've got to watch the full thing." You so. don't have to. Like, I hot take. I think the cinematic, the theatrical cuts are are tighter and better. I think than the mm. extended cuts. The extended cuts are great for fans because you just get more of it mm. and you get additional scenes. But often you you can see why they these things were cut. Okay the pacing is way tighter and the movie flows much better in the theatrical cuts in my opinion okay, okay. you're going to be watching it lots but more again and again now it's a classic yeah now I've it? got to watch the cinematic versions yeah. there's everything now I did like as well how they had a bit more um, story for Boromir as well I was happy to see Boromir just get a, a little bit a little bit more you know post death anti-hero very sad I thought all, mm. of, all of the uh, the Faramir and Denethor story I found very sad. Yeah. It's like you wish now that our places have been exchanged, that I had died and Boromir had lived. And Denethor simply goes, yes, ah! I wish that. Wait, does that happen? In the, I brutal. Don't, does that happen in the second one? I don't remember Oh, that, that. might be the Return of the King, actually. <laughs> at the moment... <laughs> so I've just spoiled a bunch of stuff for Well, I was going to say, really. at the moment, Faramir, he just saw... He had the scene, which was also a really good scene, where Frodo was, like, there, and you had one of the the things on a big flying bat thing, and he was about to give him the ring. <laughs> and um, that's cool. Yeah, maybe. And then... <laughs> <took me> a second. <laughs> one of the things on a big flying... <laughs> you know, and he's about... He's, like, you know, about the to... things, Mr. Frodo, they're back. They're <laughs> <laughs> big flying bats now <laughs> but yeah, I, like that scene and then Sam like saves Frodo from it I love Sam like when he's like it's your Sam it's your Sam and I'm like it is his Sam it's your Sam uh, but and then so in terms of Faramir he was just like he's just said yeah go run and then they're like but that's a death penalty or something and he's like yes it is he's like oh I'm a handsome man in the middle of distress but I can handle it. <laughs> I can handle it Uh-oh. now. Uh-oh. So he's some Faramir's so, here. So I don't know what's going to happen to him, but I'm happy he's finally realised he like he didn't let his his need for the ring get in the way of the overall importance of destroying the ring. Yeah, um, better than Boromir, some might say. Not his dad, though. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how it's going to go with his dad, but it was interesting to see how the two brothers like handled dealing with the ring. Yeah, um, for sure. But Sam blessed him when he's like, it's your Sam, it's your Sam. I was like, mm. The best scene of the whole series is yet to come for you, though, in Return of the King. Oh. Which you've probably heard of it. I don't want to say it because I don't want it. I want you to have your moment. You'll know what I'm talking about, though. And it relates to the big bat things. The big bat thing. In which case, I have no idea what you're talking about. The Witch King of Angmar. Best I don't scene. know which scene in particular you're talking about. What? Hold on. Rosie, close your ears. I am no man oh that bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. there we go okay you're good you can come back okay I'm back (laughs) (laughs) you definitely will have heard the line before but it's just such a such a stellar bit do you not think I think that's one of the best bits as a woman enjoying the series that whole that whole sequence I count as like my best scene yeah yeah for sure. Yeah. Oh, I also felt really bad for the king's son when he passed away and his uh, his cousin or his sister, I think it was his cousin, but she's like singing the song for him and they as they put his grave oh, yeah, into... Theodred. Yeah. He dies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they put in his... his yeah, he is his cousin. I was right. So they put his uh, grave into the rock thing and then literally she's singing and then like, there's just the next cut, they just shut the door. 
And I was just like, that's a bit abrupt. Like I was really in, but like, you know, like she was singing away, she was getting emotional and stuff. And she's like, boom. I was like, oh, okay. That's enough of that. That's enough of that, apparently. Oh, well, I, I'm really excited to hear your thoughts for the next one as well. We're going to have to keep uh, Rosie's Lord of the Rings musings and before we go as we continue. I also one. loved quotes on a Two Towers movie poster. Not enough towers. <laughs> but did love they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Yeah. I did love seeing that finally. Oh. That was hearing that line after seeing the YouTube remix for so many years. I was like, it all makes sense. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that's the end of our podcast for today. Uh, you can wait with bated breath the return of the King review, which Rosie's going to have to watch in two parts because it's like four plus hours long. No, I watch extended. it in one sitting. Oh god! We, what we do is we get a KFC before we all get comfy on the you sofa. Need a KFC after as well. The amount of time it takes. <laughs> Double it's KFC. Uh, right. Well, but we'll be back in two weeks with another fresh, hot podcast that you can eat KFC to as well for our extended chatting. Uh, but yeah, check out the YouTube channel in the meantime, or if you're already here, hello, nice to see you. Hi good great stuff this is uh, my thumbs up because you can see it on youtube don't forget to like share and subscribe and come back very soon see ya bye bye